Hello, my name is Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Live to 110 podcast. You can learn more about me at my websites, livetoone110.com and mineralpower.com to learn all about my healing and detox program. You can also watch this video podcast on my YouTube channel, Wendy Live to 110. Today we have my friend Damien Dubay on the podcast and we talk all about one of my favorite subjects, the thyroid. Um, they were uh, Him and his wife, Heather Dubay, recently hosted the Thyroid Fat Loss Summit and I was honored to be a guest and to talk about one of my favorite subjects, how to heal your thyroid naturally. So I talk about my story about how I healed my thyroid and uh, Damien has, uh, you know, going to talk about how his wife healed her own thyroid and we talk about all the tips and tricks and things that you need to do to also heal your thyroid naturally. A lot of women out there I know are, and men are struggling with their thyroid and are being told by their physicians that they have to be on thyroid medication for life. And while that is true for some people, for most people they can heal their thyroid naturally. I can't stress that enough and we're going to talk about how to do that today on the show. Please keep in mind that this program is only for informational purposes. Uh, Please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in any treatment that we suggest today on the show. Our guest, Damien Dubay, um, he and his wife, Heather Dubay, um, have a website called E3 Energy Evolved. Uh, they are both FDNs and co-founders of their website. And their website is a thyroid, adrenal, and metabolic restoration system. That's what their site is all about. And they want to help men and women create their lifetime best natural wellness and metabolism. They discovered their E3 Energy Evolved system during their own battle to successfully beat Heather's advanced Hashimoto's thyroiditis, chronic fatigue, and autoimmune disease. And they did this through nutrition, lifestyle, and environmental change to transform her body in only two years to compete as a U.S. national level athlete. And within with 50 years of education and experience in nutrition, wellness, psychology, athletics, and pharmacy between them, um, they are diagnostic functional nutritionists, athletes and coaches, expert contributors for magazines like Experience Life magazine and On Fitness magazine, and they're also nutrition science peer reviewers. Damien, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Wendy. I really appreciate it. Well, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your story of, uh, you know, how you heal yourselves, uh, you and your, your wife, Heather, and your issues with chronic fatigue and other um, health issues that you guys were having. Yeah. So back in, in around 06, 07, um, we were living in California. We had a, a tremendous amount of, of uh, extremely stressful events in a short period of time. Um, we had gotten, you know, re, uh, recently got married. Wedding was back in, in New York, New Jersey. So, I mean... Heather was planning that overseas while, or I mean, across country while she was, you know, working in marketing communications 60, 70 hours a week, yeah. you know. Um, and then, you know, my father had gotten diagnosed with um, esophageal cancer. Mm. I think, like, yours, right? Or, yeah, your, my father passed away from that as well. Yeah. Um, you know, so that was, that was a little traumatizing. Um, we had a couple of job losses, and then uh, we relocated. Um, moved and literally closed in like 20 days and had to move and everything like that. I mean, it was, it was just a lot of stuff occurring all at once. In addition to that, we were living in the Sacramento Valley, which is kind of like a pool of pesticides, you know? So, uh, there's a lot of agriculture there. Heather was working in the agriculture business doing marketing communications for some of the largest, um, agri, uh, companies, uh, in the, in the country. Um, 
And all of a sudden, um, she just started to just not, not feel well. She started to get really bad allergies, um, really fatigued. Uh, and she was going to doctor after doctor, and, and everybody was just saying basically, oh, it's nothing, it's allergies, it's in your head, you know, you're imagining this, and so on and so forth. Um, and to the point where she got, you know, she, she actually couldn't even physically get out of bed. She had to leave her job, um, and her face literally had ballooned up. She had so much inflammation. You know, she didn't look like anybody in, in, in these doctors' offices, yet they're telling her that everything's fine, she's normal, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So through Heather's kind of a bulldog, you know, from Jersey. So she <laughs> she doesn't take that as an answer, you know. So she did a lot of research on her own, and um, we ended up finding a practitioner that helped us to kind of piece things together a little bit. He for for at least he made sense to us, you know. Um, so we had actually flown her cross country for almost two weeks, and she spent two weeks in this in this gentleman's office, uh, which was extremely costly. You know, um, and this is a time when the economy kind of was tanking and I had actually lost my job as well. And and so we were living on credit too, right? So the American dream, um, you know, so this, this doctor made sense. He was a chiropractor, um, and he ran some tests and and determined that she had Hashimoto. She had, she tested positive for, for lupus. Um, she had chronic fatigue. She had really bad eczema and, and candida um, and, and a slew of other autoimmune uh, conditions. And over the course of the next year and a half um, to two years, we, we healed her naturally to the point where she went back to competing uh, at a national level in figure, figure bodybuilding. You know? So um, that's when we started to kind of shift our mindset and, and around um, health, you know, we were always into athletics, but now we're taking that athletic background and shifting it more into the healing. And what we found through her healing process is that she not only was healing all these things, but by the shifts I was making in my nutrition, um, I was no longer lactose intolerant. I was no longer, you know, no longer got athlete's foot and things like that. Heather's yeast infections went away. You know, her migraines went away. Her, you know, all these other things that most people think is kind of normal just went away, yeah. you know. Um, so that, as I was saying, that's kind of what sparked us to go back and, and further our education and become diagnostic and functional nutritionists. Um, and then we took that plus all of our experience, of course, across the lifespan um, and created E3 Energy Evolved in, in our system. Um, and really the purpose for this is to pay it forward to other women who are suffering from all these different conditions that aren't getting the answers from the doctor, feeling hopeless, like there's, you know, they're, they're just stuck in a, in a rut and they can't get out of it, you know? <clears throat> you know, so we want to pay it forward and really show them that there is a way to get out of it. The medical system is not looking at it correctly. They're not looking at it in an all-encompassing manner, um, and they're really doing a disservice to to these women that are, that are suffering from, you know, autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's, um, chronic fatigue and, and so on. Yeah. And you just recently hosted the thyroid fat loss summit, correct? Yeah. I, I was a, a guest speaker on yeah. the summit. And so why don't you talk a little bit about that and why you wanted to host this kind of large summit to teach women about how to heal their, their thyroid naturally. So one thing that kind of sparked that was, um, 
we have a little bit different mindset. We both come from that the athletic and, and, and competition industries, right? Um, and we, we don't really care too much for those industries and, and, and some of the negatives that kind of go along with it, like the hardcore dieting. Sometimes, some people are even using drugs. Some women are even you know, using drugs prescribed by their coaches, right? Um, and it's, it's kind of caused a, a detriment to, to their health, you know, um, and this whole metabolic disorder, metabolic syndrome or, or whatever. So, um, from that stems thyroid problems, autoimmune problems and fat, you know, fat gain, weight gain, right? So we wanted to kind of go a little bit of a different direction and show that, <clears throat> um, body fat or, you know, in, in inability to lose weight is a byproduct of other things that are going on systemically and metabolically within your bodies, you know? So that's why we created thyroid fat loss summit to focus on, you know, a little bit, a little bit different way of looking at the thyroid and all the different factors that kind of come into play when, when assessing and treating thyroid conditions. And then also kind of how it plays into your, your weight gain, you know? Um, so kind of pairing, everything together so that you can correct your autoimmune and thyroid problems, Hashimoto's and, and all that at the same time, losing some, losing body fat, you know, without exercise, without over dieting, without all these other things that become industry normals. Yeah. Yeah. So, so many women that are struggling with their, their thyroid disease also struggle with weight gain, you know, no matter what they do. And I see this in my client population and it's, I struggle with this myself when I had my own thyroid issues that were as yet undiagnosed. And what do I have to do? I was working out eight hours a week. I would have been a, an Olympiad, you know, if right, I'm in, the, right. in my twenties, like what's going on? So, uh, so what would you say to them that their doctors are missing? So, you know, one thing we like to say is that you're you're not you're not um, you're not sick because you're fat. You're fat because you're sick. And I hate to use that term, fat, right? But um, basically, what we're trying to say is that body fat storage is a byproduct of poor health, right? And the industry focuses on eating less and exercising more. And what we're trying to say is that that's not. That's not the solution, and that's going to actually create more stress within the body. And then when you look at um, really bodily functions, stress is the biggest cause of all kinds of different different issues, right? And we all think of stress as you know mental stress, jobs, relationships, economy, finances, and so on and so forth. But there are other forms of stress as well, right? So you got your um, toxins, toxic exposure from the cosmetics you're applying to your body. Um, the cleaning supplies in your house, the carpet is extremely toxic. All your furniture that's got fire retardants on, on it are all extremely toxic to the endocrine system, to the liver, you know, and so on. Um, but then we also have to look at um, exercise. Exercise is a form of stress. Dieting is a form of stress, right? So when you're kind of tapped out stress-wise, you know, and your adrenal glands are, are already depleted, and then you increase that exercise, you're just kind of further spiraling into that metabolic syndrome, so to speak, you know? So the solution of exercise more and eat less is completely backwards. We've had women come to us and their doctor said, well, you know, you, you need to exercise more and eat less. And they say, well, you know, I'm, I'm already, I'm, I'm not cheating on my diet. I'm doing everything as I'm supposed to do. And then the, the, the doctor says, you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and then she breaks down in tears, right? Because she's in front of her husband. Her doctor's telling her she's lying. She's definitely, ha she has to be cheating. 
Well, it's not that she has to be cheating. It's that the doctors don't understand the, the stress and adaption that, that's yeah. involved. I'm the poster child for that of, uh, you know, trying to push myself and push myself to try to lose weight because I've always been a very thin person, uh, you know, uh, you know, thinner than average, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, when I, after I had my baby, uh, that's when a lot of women, their thyroid and adrenals tank after mm-hmm. that because they're so mineral deficient. The babies just suck everything out of them and they right. just really, any pre-existing health issues they, they had really come to fruition after they have a child. And I was doing the same thing. I was working out six to eight hours a week. I was going to bed hungry every night. I was doing the prescription that you read about in all the books, eat more or, or eat less and exercise more. Right. And it wasn't working. And I have so many women coming to me and it's heartbreaking. They're just killing themselves trying to lose weight. And what I had to do and accept was that I decided that I wasn't going to worry about my weight. And if you guys watch my cooking show, you can see I was pretty pudgy there for a little while (laughs) because I chose my health over vanity and looking good. And I decided to take, you know, three years where I was not really exercising. I was exercising very mildly about twice a a week and just focusing on sleeping and resting and de-stressing, meditation, supplementation, detoxification, and uh, food sensitivities, sussing out what those were and doing all these little little known causes of weight gain I was addressing. Um, And after healing my body for two to three years, then I finally, now I am back to uh, exercising, you know, four or five times a week because I can handle it now. I can, my thyroid adrenals are healed. Now my body can handle that stress. And I've been able to lose, uh, you know, like 20 pounds in the last several months. That's Um, fantastic. Yeah, it's great, but it was a long road and there's no shortcuts to healing. Um, So I just wanted to tell my own personal story for a lot of women out there. Sometimes you just kind of have to accept a little weight gain for a while before you can get to where you want to go weight gain, weight-wise. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up because as a man, me saying that, coming from a man, right, women are going to say, well, what do you know? You don't understand, you know. Um, but you, you hit on a big thing is, is letting the weight go mentally, you know. And if you're, if you're focusing on the weight, that, that is an additional stress, you know. And – it's never going to go away. So you need to let that go. And like you said, rest, let your body repair, you know, um, when you're expending all this energy exercising, you know, whether it's, you know, hit training, CrossFit, marathon running, so on and so forth, or even heavy weight training, um, you, you know, you're, you're detracting from your body's ability to repair itself. It yes. needs all its energy to focus on repairing and, and basically not dying, you know, so now you add this additional demand onto your, your body systems and it just freaks out. It, it just can't, it, it can't repair and you're never going to lose that weight. Yeah. You have, you have to spend some time, a good amount of time healing mm-hmm. your endocrine system, your adrenals and thyroid, your hormonal systems before you can really get to your, the, the weight you want to be at. And a lot of women don't want to hear that. I, I lose quite a few clients uh, by women coming to me that want to lose weight. And I'm like, it's going to take you a few years and they don't want to hear that. They want a quick fix and it doesn't work that way. There are ways to speed it up if you're, if you're super aggressive, you know, but, um, yeah, the reality is that, you know, if you're 30 or 40 years old, you still got another 40 or 50 years left, right? What is a year or 18 months out of that 40 years? I mean, it's, it's, it's a fraction, you know? 
Um, so if you just give your body a little bit of time, and I'm not saying go and exercise for a year and a half, but maybe it's going to take you four or five, six months of no exercise to just allow your body to restore itself while doing all these other things that you mentioned before. Yeah. You know, detoxification, um, sleeping, you know, nutrient supplements, so on. And gut healing and gut healing, figuring out your food sensitivities and avoiding dairy and gluten and all that exactly. fun, fun, fun stuff. Yeah, and those are some... <laughs> Definitely some big points that, that we definitely want to touch on. Yeah. You know, um, and you also me- you also mentioned, um, you know, when you were, uh, a-, a lot of this was kind of rebounding after giving birth, you know, and what we have to understand too is that a lot of this, the causes of Hashimoto's and thyroid problems are, are kind of congenital. They're stemming from preconception. So when your mom is, is depleted nutritionally, right, you as an offspring are also going to be depleted nutritionally. You know, and then the other thing with that is prenatal care. Prenatal care is done incorrectly, and it started way too late. You know, most cultures, um, some of those more, um, some cultures, I should say, uh, start prenatal care in the teenage years. You know, where they start to focus on nutrition and rest, and you know that type of thing. We focus on it once you conceive, yeah. right? Um, and at that point, it, it, it's almost too late, and in addition to that, you know, when, when the doctor is saying, well, you need to take this prenatal multivitamin that's loaded with copper, right? Yes, your needs for copper as, as a new, you know, uh, uh, um, as an expecting mother are increased, but your absorption of copper is also increased, right? So you don't necessarily need to add more copper. I know you talk about copper quite a bit, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, but that's a, that's a big thing too, right? So if you're adding additional copper that your body's going to absorb more, it's also going to deposit more. And a lot of times that will be deposited in your thyroid, which will affect your thyroid function. Yeah, I became yeah. very copper toxic following my pregnancy because I did the prenatal vitamins with, yeah. you know, I think they had four milligrams of copper yeah. in them. And I, I, you know, that's why women become Looney Tunes, you know, after they give birth because they have so much copper and it causes mood disturbances, anxiety, depression. It's not postpartum as much as it's copper toxicity induced by prenatal vitamins. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, it also... It also is linked to uh, PCOS, fibroids, ovarian cysts, all these other, you know, things that, that w- women experience in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, you know. Um, yeah. And, and, and then on top of that, I mean, it's depleting zinc, right? So it's going to start to displace zinc, which is an anti-stress mineral, mm-hmm. which we talked about earlier, right? When you're stressed, your body is going to use zinc stores. Now, when you're displacing that zinc, you don't have the, enough zinc to deal with your stress, yeah, you know, which is essential for certain enzymes, um, you know, uh, that are required for for different functions within the body. Well, why don't we talk about some of the the major underlying factors that cause hypothyroidism and even Hashimoto's, the autoimmune thyroid? Yeah, so I mean, we we talked about copper, right? Um, but you know, some others are you you touched on before food sensitivities, right? So, and I think this is a big problem with with a lot of um, uh, diets, so to speak, right? Everybody's on a different diet. You know, you have your autoimmune paleo, you have your whatever vegetarian, you have all these different things. Um, and problem is that when you're, when your immune system is compromised for whatever reason, your body, as you're eating these foods, these under, you know, your, your gut lining starts or your mucosal lining starts to become a little bit overly permeable. And some of these undigested foods are starting to seep through into your blood, which then your immune system starts attacking, right? So you might be eating broccoli, Right, which is a healthy food, but your immune system may say, huh, 
this isn't supposed to be here. I'm going to attack it, right? Um, which then creates further immune issues, further toxicity issues that your liver has to kind of pick up, which we'll talk about in a little bit as well. Um, but then also, you know, th- those undigested protein strands or amino acid strands, some of them actually resemble the proteins that are in the thyroid, right? So when you're eating a food that your body is having trouble with and your immune system attacks it, and then it sees some of the proteins in your thyroid right, that look very similar, it says, hey, this looks like that food. I'm going to attack it. Yeah. All of a sudden, your, your, your TPOs go off, right? And now you have Hashimoto's. You know, so I mean, that's a, that's a big thing. So um, finding out what you're actually sensitive to and eliminating those foods can definitely help. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to do a food elimination, a food elimination diet. I've, I've tried doing them and, um, not so successful because you have, you have to be so disciplined to do those. So I prefer people do a, a blood food sensitivity test, yeah. like an MRT or ELISA. I personally do the MRT and I, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, uh, there's, there's no way you can do a food elimination diet for 150 foods, which the MRT does. Yeah. And it just makes it so much easier. Like I had one client, she was sensitive to beef, uh, really mm-hmm. off the charts, sensitive to beef, uh, almonds and cacao, which she was eating every single day. And right. taking out those foods made such a huge difference in her life and how she felt and inflammation and weight gain. You're going to gain weight if you're eating foods that you're sensitive to because they promote inflammation. Right. Um, in addition to you know aggravating other health conditions and food sensitivities mimic pain syndromes and diet, so many other health conditions. So it's just really an invaluable part of anyone's uh, treatment protocol per se. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, another issue that I find is is your bowel terrain, right? So your your intestinal, um, you know, when your immune system is compromised and a um, like a parasite or something like that or a fungus or bacteria is introduced into your system, your immune system has trouble fighting it off and then it starts to kind of take over your intestines, right? Um, and those, those different uh, things start to emit certain toxins, endotoxins, and yeast is a big one. Um, yeast will actually hormone mask. So the endotoxins from yeast um, not only feed the different bacterias but also kind of attached to cell receptor sites, you know? So when your cell, when your cell receptor sees this endotoxin, it thinks that it's the thyroid hormone, right? Because it's attaching to that receptor. And all of a sudden your thyroid says, okay, well, my cells are getting enough hormone. I'm going to stop production or slow production down because I don't need to produce anymore. You know, meanwhile, you, you got severe hypothyroid symptoms, you know, um, and then your doctor looks at your thyroid and says either it's normal or it's, it's not functioning. Let's give you some thyroid meds. Well, if you're taking thyroid meds and increasing your thyroid hormone, but it's not making it to the cells because they're clogged up, it doesn't matter. You know, you, you, your body's going to send back that negative feedback loop and say, mm, stop production. Yeah. You know, so I mean, that's a, that's a big one as well. You know, and, and, and as this stuff grows, it starts to take over your, your entire intestinal tract, you know, and start to create that dysbiosis we hear of which is an imbalance in friendly versus unfriendly bacteria and flora, you know, um, and that, that's going to affect your function of everything. I mean, and then your liver has to pick up the, the slack again, yeah. you know, so then your liver gets overwhelmed and your liver is, is very, uh, 
essential in thyroid function. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that, about how important proper liver functioning is in thyroid function and how that directly affects your ability of your thyroid to be healthy. Yeah, so, you know, the liver is your, your primary detoxification organ, right? So um, anytime you, toxins are introduced into the body, your liver has to deal with it. And through that process, it's using up a lot of a lot of different nutrients essential for detoxification, like selenium, like glutathione. You know, so as these minerals are being, being nutrients are being depleted, it then kind of stems into other areas, like the thyroid, right? Because the thyroid also needs selenium. It also needs glutathione for for proper function. You know, so when these minerals are being depleted, then your thyroid is going to have trouble not only producing T4, but converting that T4 to T3, you know, um, which selenium assists with. Um, you know, uh, the glutathione, when, basically, um, your, think how to put this. So there's, there's an enzyme called uh, thyroid peroxidase, right, or TPO, which when that is combined with hydrogen peroxide, um, that helps convert iodide to iodine, which your body needs for your thyroid hormone production. Um, and then the byproduct of that is additional hydrogen peroxide is kind of left over. You know? And the glutathione helps to remove that excess hydrogen peroxide. So when your glutathione stores are depleted, which if your liver is overly worked, they are, um, your, your body doesn't have enough glutathione to remove that excess hydrogen peroxide, and all of a sudden you have uh, um, uh, Hashimoto's, <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, then your TPO start to go up. You know, um, so I mean that's a big that's a big uh, factor when it comes to Hashimoto's and, and, and thyroid health. Yeah, I think also when your liver is not functioning properly, you're not able to metabolize excess estrogen. And when you have yeah. too much estrogen floating around, it binds to your thyroid hormones and prevents it from getting into your cells. Yeah. And so that's another big problem that women have, especially if they've been, they're taking hormone replacement therapy or birth control pills or any kind of hormonal birth control. Um, that also causes their copper to go up because yeah. estrogen levels correlate with copper levels. So causes a multitude of problems, not to mention the xenoestrogens, all the estrogenic yeah. chemicals, perfumes that you ladies are wearing. Cosmetics. Those are estrogenic and all the uh, phthalates and parabens and preservatives and the conventional store-bought shampoos, pesticides, if you're not eating organic, so many estrogenic chemicals in the environment that interfere in thyroid function. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You know, um, you know, even when you're looking at like uh, your water um, or if you go to a dentist, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, um, the, the, the uh, chlorine that's added to your water is going to block your, your uh, or basically block your iodine from your thyroid, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to replace the iodine. Um, you got the fluoride that your doc, that your dentists are telling you for years since you were a child. You need fluoride to prevent tooth decay. Yeah. Well, that's also going to block iodine and, and, and thyroid production. Um, you got brom- bromine and bromide in breads, you know, um, which ironically, they used to use iodine in bread when, when baking. But the government came in and said, oh, we need to replace iodine with bromide because we're afraid that people are going to become iodine toxic, right? Mm-hmm. So to replace bromide or replace the iodine with bromide and bromide clogs your, your, your thyroid and, and prevents iodine uptake, you know. So I mean, that, that, to me, that's just insane. 
Yeah, and bromine oh. is also in uh, like jacuzzi chemicals. If uh, yeah. you know people aren't using chlorine, the other option is bromine. It does right. you know the similar job. So if people are, I, I use bromine in my jacuzzi. I never go in my jacuzzi, but um, I, I do use that to clean it, um, as well as you know other ways to clean it as well. But there's uh, people that are swimming in pools and on a regular basis, or going in jacuzzis, or getting a nice dose of bromine and chlorine. Yeah, you know if you. I know um, when we talked to uh, Dr. O'Brien, you know, he was talking about how, you know, let's say you're in a hotel, you open the elevator, and all of a sudden you're on the pool level, and you just get this waft of chlorine, you know, and when you can really, when you're really that sensitive to it, that's an indication that you that you have a lot of chlorine in your body, and it's blocking your your your, your thyroid. Yeah. Yeah, and people's drinking water. I think a lot of people don't realize there are, you know, municipal water sources add so many crazy things to water uh, that it's not always reported. They are chlorine, bromine, aluminum, copper. Copper is a fungicide. Aluminum makes sediment sink to the bottom. So many chemicals in the water, and people are using a Brita filter. It's insane. That's not getting anything out of your water. No, no. Fluoride, too, is another one they add. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, you know, and something else you touched on earlier was, uh, some of the medications people are taking, right? So, um, that, that's, that's another thing that's kind of overlooked in the, in the industry. Every medication drug wise depletes the body of essential, essential nutrients, right? So you touched on your hormone replacements, um, HRTs, which I got the list here, so I'm going to have to refer to it. Yeah. Um, but the you know so your hormone replacers are gonna are gonna replace not only magnesium but vitamin B six and zinc right B six which is essential for thyroid function and anti stress as well as zinc which is essential for both your oral contraceptives are you know which every doctor every OBGYN is telling their patients you need to be on birth control pills if you're not you know your your risk for cancer goes up which is a load of garbage yeah it's, it's actually the opposite. But, you know, your oral contraceptives will deplete vitamin B2, B6, B12, vitamin C, which is also needed for adrenal function, um, tyrosine, which is needed for thyroid function, as well as zinc. Um, you know, your corticosteroids, your, your uh, like prednisone, things like that, um, deplete calcium, vitamin C and D, selenium, potassium, sodium, you know, which are also anti-stress minerals. Um, antibiotics are, are, are just wreaking havoc on your intestinal lining, which we talked about before, with your, you know, creating dysbiosis, as well as depleting all your B vitamins, you know, which again, anti-stress. Um, so, I mean, there's, you know, all these, all these drugs that are being prescribed to everybody, whether it's over the counter or, or, or prescription, are just making the problem worse. They're not really helping the problem. I'm not saying if you're on medications, go off them, right? Legally, I cannot tell you to do that, right? But do some research, you know, figure out what your body really needs and if there are ways to maybe gradually go off these medications under your doctor's guidance. Yeah. And I was on thyroid medication when I first started having thyroid symptoms and I didn't know what was wrong with me, but I went to my naturopath and she, you know, diagnosed me as having very low thyroid hormones and the hormones estrogen of a menopausal woman, which was very uplifting to my self-esteem at 37. Sure. Sure. Um, she put me on thyroid medication and uh, I took it gladly, felt better. 
Um, but, uh, I, you know, then I found hair mineral analysis and began balancing my minerals and feeling better. And then, uh, once I felt strong enough, uh, then I, and confident enough, then I stopped my thyroid medication. And, uh, definitely there was an adjustment period of a couple months, um, because I, I feel that, taking thyroid supplemental thyroid hormones um, interferes in your thyroid being able to heal completely. Whatever it is, that, that doesn't mean get off your thyroid medication. It just right. means when you're on a corrective program, at some point you may want to consider in conjunction with your doctor maybe removing that because you when you take supplemental thyroid hormones, it downregulates your natural production of hormones and that interferes in the HPA access communication. So it makes it difficult for your body to begin producing them on its own. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's something to consider. Also it depends on how long everyone's different. Um, but some people that have long standing Hashimoto's may have too much tissue destroyed to go off their thyroid medication. So everyone's a little bit different in that. So it's definitely something you want to, you know, think about when on a thyroid healing protocol and working with uh, your team, uh, you know, your, your health coaching team. Yeah. And you know, the, the reality is that if you, you know, if your body is not producing a thyroid hormone um, and you feel like garbage because of it, then adding in some supplemental hormone for a period of time might, might be a good idea. Right? Yeah, for Obesity sure. Still make you feel better. Right? Yeah, yeah. But while you're feeling, while you're starting to feel better, you know, you, you really need to address the root causes, which is some of the things we were talking about earlier, right? Um, and then as you're addressing those, maybe you can come down off the the hormone a little bit. Yeah, at least I like decrease my dose. Yeah, I tell my clients at least a year because it, yeah. it takes a lo- natural means take a long time. They just, yeah. they don't happen in six months. So you you do. I think it's good while you're rebuilding up your body to stay on your thyroid meds just so that you you feel good because then you'll hate your practitioner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you feel depressed yeah. and fat, and then you know then you're not going to stay on the program because <laughs> you don't feel good. Like why am I doing this? Right. Right. And, and, you know, you touched on a good point. You know, you, we didn't get to this point in six months. We're not going to get back in six months, you know. But the great thing is that the, the trip back in most cases is a lot quicker than, than what, you know, how long it took you to get to this point. Yeah. You know, so the body just has this innate ability to, to heal and repair, you know, if given the proper tools. Yeah. So let's talk about diet a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, so many women think that they're going to correct their Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism, you know, by just eating a gluten-free diet or dairy-free diet or paleo or autoimmune paleo and other, you know, type diets. Um, so why is that not enough? You know, we kind of touched on it a little bit before, right, when we were talking about food sensitivities. So, you know, I, I think some of these diets are, are, are probably – it's a good start, right? I, I think everybody probably should go gluten-free, because of gluten's effect on the thyroid and, and how it's kind of related to Hashimoto's. Um, so I think everybody should do gluten-free. Um, but when we're looking at some of these other diets like the AIP diet, yeah, I mean, it, it can help a little bit. But if again, if some of those foods that are on that AIP diet, your body is reacting negatively, negatively to or your immune system is attacking, then that's not, that, that's not going to fix the problem. You know, and you're going to continue to eat these foods you might feel better for a period of time, but then all of a sudden you're going to start to create further issues, you know, with, with food sensitivities and, and further toxicity issues and further erosion of that mucosal lining of, of the intestinal tract. So, um, you know, it really needs to be more bio-individualized. So generalized approaches just, they, they don't work. Um, 
which is why people are going from diet to diet to diet to diet, looking for that you know uh, golden egg, right? But when you when you take a truly individualized approach and you're running the right labs at all, you know, at the same time, looking at the inside of, of the body and, and what's functioning and what's not functioning, you can create a better a better program to really truly heal um, your 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 imbalances and restore your body function. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You you have to have a more individualized approach to diet, and that's why I created my modern paleo diet because it's paleo is a good base. Um, it, but you it need is, to sure. venture. It's a good template. You can venture forth from, um, but it's, there's no one diet for everyone. Nobody wants to hear that. Right. <laughs> that they right. have to do this constant goose, goose chase to figure out what works for them. Then it's always changing. Is their body heals? They can incorporate more foods. But, you know, it's, it's worth exploring for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if you look at like, you know, high protein, high, you know, high carb, high fat, low protein, low carb, low fat, all these different. I mean, really, it depends on where you are in your current health. You know, you might be at a point right now today where you need higher protein, higher fat. And then you might be at a point six months from now as things start to shift a little bit where you need to reduce that fat just a little bit, you know, maybe keep your protein up. But, you know, at the end of the day, we also need more veggies, you know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, another, another issue I have is, is the whole raw food kick, you know, where if you're in a healing crisis, sometimes too many raw foods are, are not a good, uh, a good idea either because it just takes more work for your digestive system to break down. I agree. That work, you know, correlates to additional stress, which we're not going to beat that one anymore. Yeah. I know most people's digestive systems are such a wreck, um, especially my client population. uh, Very few people have good digestion and they can't, they can't digest the raw foods. You know, I don't care what some of the raw food is say, how great it is. It doesn't matter if you can't digest it. Um, So let's talk a little bit about your uh, E3 Energy Evolve system as it pertains to healing the thyroid naturally. Yeah, so you know, one of the things that we learned coming out of um, Heather's illness is was we, we kind of took what we learned from that plus um, what we learned through um, our mentoring with uh, Olympic coaches. Um, our, our one of our mentors is a PhD in bio uh, nutrient biochemistry or nutrient whatever I don't even know something you can't pronounce. Um, but um, Basically, we, we kind of took all this stuff and then created our system. And what, what we're doing is we're looking at the different factors that affect um, really overall health. Thyroid is just a byproduct, you know. Um, and those, those factors are basically there's three, there's three pieces to our system, there's, and which is kind of how we, we came with the name E3 Energy Evolved. So there's energy in, energy out, and energy environment. Energy in being, you know, what we're taking in, the nutrients, the food we're taking in. Energy out being um, detoxification, uh, exercise, expenditure, um, energy environment being just everything that's around us in our homes, in our workplace, um, in our in the soil that, that's producing our food. You know all these different things, um, and when you take all these things together, that's really kind of how you um, how you individualize the approach. You know for, for each person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so I have a question that I like to ask all of my guests. What do you think is the most pressing health issue in the world today? Uh, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough one because, it, it, you know, I think that most issues are kind of, they're, 
There's so many of them. I know. There's so many. <laughs> it's hard I, to decide. Know, I, I think autoimmune disease is is a big one. You know, because I think everybody is immune depleted. Um, I think vaccines are are making our immune systems weaker, right? Um, not to mention the, the mercury and the formaldehyde and all these other toxins that are in them. Um, and you know, when your immune system is compromised, that's when everything else just kind of starts to snowball, and that's when you get your Hashimoto's, your thyroid problems, your um, really anything. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I wrote an article on how vaccines cause chronic immune system dysregulation, and it was really a labor of love because uh, I felt like my own daughter was injured by vaccines. And I think one of the reasons why we have such a huge crisis in autoimmune issues and cancer and other diseases that are a result of poor immune functioning or overreactive immune systems, allergies, asthma, et cetera, is in part due to vaccinations and especially the, the, the insane vaccine schedule that we have today of 36 to 42 vaccines by six years old. And I think we're going to see a, a larger rash of uh, you know, immune system-induced illnesses as a result of that. Yeah, it, it, it's really scary. The whole political scene behind it is extremely scary. You know, they've been lying to, to these vaccines for years. Uh, detrimental. Yeah. You know? yeah and it's starting to come out, and the people that are exposing it are starting to drop off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which yeah. I'm not going to talk about. No, no. I, I don't want to drop off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I know there's a lot of stories in the news right now about how a lot of uh, natural health practitioners are being murdered. There's this huge rash of them. We won't get into that, but um, I think it's very telling the um, the links the the government, FDA, and other you know um, cons- you know powers that be will go to to protect the billions of dollars they make with medications and medical testing equipment, et cetera. They're, they're uncovering some of these lies. And they're, they're paying the ultimate price for, for uncovering his lives right now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. My husband, uh, he's invested in a company that, uh, um, you know, she's like 25% owner in a company that this medical device company that scans you. It scans mm-hmm. your your body very quickly and knows instantly what's wrong with you. It knows really? everything that's wrong yeah. with you. And the, the inventor of it is afraid he's going to be killed. Um, so he can't, you know, we can't reveal his name or anything, but they're going to take it into China because it will never be accepted here. So I think it's unfortunate. There's a lot of um, uh, suppression of, of uh, medical freedom and there's a lot of companies that are going, that are forced to go into Europe or other countries. And so I think we're going to find that our kind of stronghold on medical advancement and medical technologies is suffering because the powers that be want to keep their money-making um, agendas in place here with and squeezing out alternative methods that work better, that are cheaper. Um, so that's my two cents. Well, you got, you got lobbyists, right. That are, that are in the ear of all the government officials Right. And they're, you know, these people are taking donations from different groups and those people giving the donations are deciding our fate. Right. Um, and it's, 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 a, it's the machine. Yeah. And that's what the fight is against. The fight right now is against the machine. Yeah. 
And yeah. I love that, you know, the work that you and your wife Heather are doing. And, Likewise. And all the uh, other health practitioners and crusaders out there, they're trying to get the word out that there's another way uh, that you yeah. can heal your body. You don't have to be on medications for life. You just have to very simply and elegantly uh, give your body the, the space to heal. And yeah. there's lots cool of different ways. Yeah, lots of different ways to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, Wendy. Yeah, so listeners, if you want to learn all about detoxification and how to heal your health conditions naturally and how to detox properly, you can go to my website, liveto110.com, and you can learn all about my healing and detox program at mineralpower.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Live to 110 podcast. All right, thanks, Wendy.